0: Merced Shakespeare Fest presents William Shakespeare's The Tempest, a four part audio drama directed by Karen Heidelbach and recorded safely and remotely by a cast of talented actors from all across the United States, featuring original music by Garen Norquist. And now, Merced Shakespeare Fest presents The Tempest.
1: Episode 1 The Storm, the Ship, and the Circumstances. Act 1, Scene 1 On a ship at sea, enter a master and a bosun.
2: Bosun! Here, Master.
0: Good. Speak to the mariners. Hold to it yearly, or we run ourselves aground. Mr.! Mr.!
2: in my hearts! Cheerly, cheerly, my hearts, Mariners! Take, Take in the top tail! Tend to the master's whistle! Blow till thou burst thy wind, if room enough!
1: Enter Alonso, Sebastian, Antonio, Ferdinand, and Gonzalo.
2: Good bosun, have care! Where's the master? I pray now, keep below. Where's the master, bosun? Do you not hear him? You mow our labor. Keep to your cabins. You do assist the storm. Hey, good. Be patient. When the sea is. Give thee heads to cabin. Silence. Trouble us not. Good. Yet remember whom thou hast to hoard. None that I more love than myself. You are a counselor. You work the peace. Use your authority. If you cannot, give thanks you have lived so long. And make yourself ready in your cabin for the mischance of the hour, if it so happens. Out of our way, I say! Down with the top now, in course! Lower! Lower!
3: I have great comfort from this fellow. Methinks he, he hath
2: no drowning mark upon him. Stand fast, good fate! What do you still hear? Shall we give O'R a drown? Have you a bind to sink? Knocks are your throat, you bawling, blasphemous, incharitable dog. Work you then, anchor. We are less afraid to be drowned than thou art. I'll warrant him for drowning. Though the ship were no stronger than a nutshell and as sleeky as an unstenched. Wench. Lay her a hold, a hold! Let a few courses off to sea again. Lay her a oh, hold oh, to prayers. Oh, to oh, prayers. Oh, lost, And all lost! What? Must our mouths be called? The king and prince of prayers. Let's assist them, for
4: our case is as theirs. I'm out of patience.
5: We are merely cheated of our lives by drunkards. This wide-chapped Wrathmore would thou mightst lie drowning the washing of ten tides. He'll be hanged yet, though every drop of
3: water swears against it, then gape and whitest to glut him.
1: Farewell, brother. We
6: Marcy split. Us! We
2: split. We split.
6: We split. We split.
2: We split. we split! we split! we split! We split! Let's
5: all sink with the king. Let's take leave of
1: him. Antonio and Sebastian attempt to escape to the cabins below.
3: Now would I give a thousand furlongs of sea for an acre of bad ground.
1: One Anything! the will sub be done! The ship is split in two as the storm intensifies. <laughs> One Scene two. On an island close to the shipwreck, Prospera speaks with her daughter, Miranda.
7: If by your art, my dearest mother, you have put the wild waters in this roar, allay them. The sky, it seems, would pour down stinking pitch, but that the sea mounting to the welkin's cheek dashes the fire out. Oh, I have suffered with those I saw suffer brave vessel who had no doubt some noble creature in her dashed all to pieces the cry did knock against my very heart poor souls they perished had i been any god of power i would
8: have sunk the sea within the earth be collected no more amazement Tell your piteous heart, there's no harm done.
7: Woe the day! No
8: harm! I have done nothing but in care of thee, of thee, my dear one, thee, my daughter, who art ignorant of what thou art, not knowing of whence I am, nor that I am more better than Prospera, mistress of a full poor cell, and thy no greater mother.
7: More to know did never meddle with my thought.
8: Tis time I should inform thee further. Lend thy hand and pluck my magic garment from me. So, uh, lie there, my art, wipe thou thine eyes, have comfort the direful spectacle of the wreck which touched the very virtue of compassion in thee. I have with such provision in mine art, so safely ordered, that there's no soul, no, not so much perdition as a hare, betide any creature in the vessel which thou heardst cry, which thou sawst sink. Sit down, for thou must know further. You have often begun to tell me
7: what I am, but stopped and left me to a bootless inquisition, concluding, mm-hmm.
8: stay, not yet. The hours now come. The very minute bids thee, open thine ear, obey and be attentive. Canst thou remember a time before we came unto this cell? I do not think thou canst, for then thou wast not but three years old. Certainly I can. By what? By any other house or person of anything the image tell me that hath kept for thy remembrance?
7: Is far off and rather like a dream than an assurance that my remembrance warrants. Had I not four or five women once that attended me?
8: Thou hadst, and more, Miranda! But how is it that this lives in thy mind? What seest thou else in the dark backyard, and abysm of time? If thou rememberst aught ere thou camest here, how thou camest here thou mayest? But that I do not. Twelve years since, Miranda, twelve years since, thy mother was the ruler of Milan a princess of power. Madam, are you not my mother? Thy mother was Duchess of Milan, and thou her only heir and princess no worse issued.
7: The heavens! What foul play had we that we came from thence? Or blessed was it
8: we did. Both, both, my girl, by foul play, as thou sayest, where we heaved thence, and blessedly helped hither my
7: heart bleeds to think of the teen i have turned you to which is from my remembrance please you farther
8: my brother and thy uncle called antonio i pray thee mark me that a brother should be so perfidious he who next thyself of all the world i loved and to him put the manage of my state as at that time through all the signaries it was the first and Prospera the prime, being so reputed in dignity, and for the liberal arts without a parallel, whose being all my study, the government I cast upon my brother, and to my state grew stronger, being transported and wrapped in secret studies. Thy false uncle, dost thou attend me? Madam, most heedfully. Being once perfected how to grant suits, how to deny them, who to advance and who to trash for overtopping. New created the creatures that were mine, I say, or changed them, or else new formed them. Having both the key of officer and office, set all the hearts in the state to what tune pleased his ear, that now he was the ivy which had hit my royal trunk and sucked my verdure out on it. Thou attendst not? Good madam, I do. I pray thee, mark me. I thus neglecting worldly ends, all dedicated to closeness and the bettering of my mind, in my false brother awaked an evil nature. And my trust, like a good parent, did beget of him a falsehood, in its contrary as great as my trust was, which had indeed no limit, the confidence saws bound. He being thus lorded, not only with what my revenue yielded, but what my power might else exact, he did believe he was indeed the Duke, out of the substitution and executing the outward face of royalty with all prerogative. Hence his ambition growing. Dost thou hear
7: Your tale, madam, would cure deafness.
8: To have no screen between this part he played and him he played it for, he needs to be absolute Milan. Me, poor woman. My library was kingdom large enough of temporal royalties he thinks me now incapable. Confederate, so dry he was for sway, with the king of Naples to give him annual tribute, do him homage, subject his coroner to his crown, and bend the dukedom yet unbowed. Alas, poor Milan, to most ignoble stooping. Oh, the heavens. Mark his condition and the event, then tell me this might be a brother.
7: I should sin to think but nobly of my grandmother. Good wombs have borne bad sons.
8: Now, the condition. The King of Naples, being an enemy to my inveterate, hearkens my brother's suit, which was that he, in lieu of the premises of homage and I know not how much tribute, should presently extirpate me and mine and confer fair Milan with all the honors on my brother, whereon a treacherous army levied one midnight, fated to the purpose did Antonia open the gates of Milan, and in the dead of darkness, the ministers for the purpose hurried thence me and thy crying self.
7: Lack for pity. Wherefore did they not that hour destroy us?
8: Well demanded, girl. My tale provokes that question. Dear, they durst not. So dear the love my people bore me. nor I set a mark so bloody on the business, but with colors fairer painted their foul ends. In few, they hired us aboard a bark, bore us some leaks to sea, where they prepared a rotten carcass of a boat, not rigged, nor tackle, sail, nor mast. The very rats instinctively had quit it. There they hoist us to cry to the sea that roared to us. Lack, What trouble was I then to you? Oh, a cherubim thou was that did preserve me, Thou its smile infused with a fortitude from heaven, when I have decked the sea with drops full salt under my birth and grout, which raised in me an undergoing stomach to bear up against what should ensue. How came we ashore? By providence divine. Some food we had and some fresh water that a noble Neapolitan, Gonzalo, out of his charity, being then appointed master of this design, did give us with rich garments, linens, stuffs, and necessaries, which since has studied much. So of his gentleness, knowing I loved my books, he furnished me from mine own library with volumes that I prize above my kingdom. Would that
7: I might but ever see that man.
8: Now I arise, sit still, until the last of our sea sorrow, here in this island we arrived. And here have I, thy schoolmistress, made thee more profit than other princesses can, than have more time for vainer hours and tutors not so careful. Heavens, thank you for it. And now I pray you, for tis
7: still beating in my mind, your reason for raising this
8: sea-storm? Know thus far forth, by accident most strange, Bountiful fortune now, my dear lady, hath mine enemies brought to this shore, and by my prescience I find my zenith doth depend upon a most auspicious star whose influence I now I court not but omit. My fortunes will ever after droop. Here cease more questions. Thou art inclined to sleep. Tis a good dullness and give it way I know thou canst not choose.
1: Miranda, her eyes heavy with this news, lays down to sleep. Ariel, prosperous servant Sprite, approaches.
8: Come, servant, come. I'm ready now. Approach my Ariel, come.
9: All hail, great mistress, hail. I come to answer thy best pleasure, be it to fly to swim, to dive into the fire, to ride on the curled clouds, to thy strong bidding task, Ariel, and all her quality.
8: Hast thou spirit performed to point the tempest that I bade thee?
9: To every article I boarded the king's ship, now on the beak, now in the waist, the deck, in every cabin I flamed amazement. Sometime I'd divide and burn in many places. On the topmast, the yarns, the bowsprit, would I flame distinctly then meet and join (laughs) Jove's lightnings, the precursors of the dreadful thunderclaps, more momentary and sight outrunning were not. The fire and cracks of sulfurous roaring, the most mighty Neptune seemed to besiege and make his bold waves tremble. Yea, his dread trident shake.
8: My brave spirit. Who was so firm, so constant, that the squall would not infect his reason? Not a
9: soul, but felt a fever of the mad and played some tricks of desperation. All but mariners plunged into the foaming brine and quit the vessel. Then, all afire with me, the king's son Ferdinand, with Hair upstaring, then like reeds, not hair, was the first man that leaped, cried, Hell is empty, and all the devils are here. Why, that's
8: my spirit. But was not this nigh shore?
9: Close by, mistress.
8: But are there, Ariel, safe?
9: Not a hair perished. On their sustaining garments not a blemish, but fresher than before. And as thou baddest me, in troops have I dispersed them about the isle. The king's son have I landed by himself, whom I left, cooling of the air with sighs, in an odd angle of the isle, and sitting his arms in this sad knot.
8: Of the king's ship, the mariners, say, how thou hast disposed, and all the rest of the fleet.
9: Safely in the harbor is the king's ship, in the deep nook, there she's hid. The mariners, all under hatches stowed, who, with a charm joined to their suffered labor, I have left asleep. And for the rest of the fleet which I dispersed, they all have met again and are upon the Mediterranean float bound sadly home for Naples, supposing that they saw the king's ship wrecked and his great person perish.
8: Ariel, thy charge exactly is performed. But there's more work. What's the time of the day?
9: Past the mid-season.
8: At least two glasses. The time trick six and now must by us both be spent most preciously.
9: Is there more toil? Since thou dost give me pains, let me remember thee what thou hast promised, which is not yet performed
8: on me. Oh now? Moody, what is it thou canst demand? My liberty. Before the time be out, no more. I prithee, remember, I have done
9: service told thee no lies made thee no mistakings served without grudge or grumblings thou didst promise to bait me a full year
8: dost thou forget from what a torment i did free thee
9: no
8: thou dost and thinks it much to dread the ooze of the salt deep to run upon the sharp wind of the north to do me business in the veins of the earth when it is baked with frost I do not, ma'am. Thou liest, malignant thing. <sighs> hast thou forgot the foul witch Sycorax, with age and envy has grown into a hoop? Hast thou forgot her? No, mistress. Thou hast. Where was she born? Speak, tell me. <sighs> mistress in our Oh, was she so? I must once in a month recount what thou hast been, which thou forgettest. <sighs> this damned witch Cyrex, for mischiefs manifold and sorceries terrible to enter human hearing, from Argier, thou knowest, was banished. For <sighs> one thing she did, they would not take her life. Is not this true? Aye. I... This blue eyed hag was hither brought with child, and here was left by the sailors. Thou, my slave, as thou reports thyself, was then her servant. And for thou wast a spirit too delicate to act her earthly and abhorred commands. Refusing her grand tests, she did confine thee, by help of her more potent ministers, and in her most unmitigable rage into a cloven pine. Within which rift imprisoned thou didst painfully remain a dozen years, Within which space she died and left thee there, Where thou didst vent thy groans as fast as mill wheels strike. Then was this island, say for the sun that she did litter here, A freckled, whelp, hag-born, not honored with a human shake. Yes, Caliban, her son. Dull thing I say so. He that Caliban whom now I keep in service. Thou best knowest what torment I did find thee in. Mm. Thy growls did make wolves howl and penetrate the breasts of ever angry bears. It was mine art when I arrived and heard thee that made gape the pine and let thee out.
9: I thank thee, madam.
8: If thou more murmur'st, I will rent an oak and peg thee in the snotty entrails. (gasps) thou hast hauled away twelve winters.
9: Arden, I will be correspondent to command and do my spiriting gently.
8: Do so. And after two days, I will discharge thee.
9: That's my noble mistress. What shall I do? Say what, what shall I do?
8: Go, make thyself like a nymph of the sea, be subject to no sight but thine and mine, invisible to every eyeball else. Go, take this shape and hither come in it. Go, hence, with diligence.
1: (sighs) Ariel exits with humility. Prospera begins to wake Miranda.
8: Awake, dear heart, awake. Thou hast slept well, awake. Oh, the
7: strangeness of your story put heaviness in me.
8: Shake it off. Come on. We'll visit Caliban, who never yields us kind answer.
7: Tis a villain I do not love to look on.
8: But, as it is, we cannot miss him. He does make our fire, fetch in our wood, and serves in offices that profit us. What? Ho! Caliban! Thou earth, thou! Speak!
1: Caliban calls from within the camp in answer to Prospera. There's wood enough within.
8: Come forth, I say, there's other business for thee. Come, thou tortoise, when?
1: Ariel re-enters, disguised as a water nymph.
8: Fine apparition, my quaint Ariel, hark in thine ear.
1: Prospera whispers orders to Ariel.
8: (laughs) It shall be done. I go. Thou poisonous slave, got by the devil himself upon thy wicked dam! Come forth.
1: Caliban reluctantly emerges from the hovel. As wicked do, as e'er my
10: mother brushed with raven's feather from unwholesome fen, drop on you both a south-west blow on ye and blister
8: you all lower. For this be sure, tonight thou shalt have cramps, side-stitches that shall pin thy breath up, urchins shall, for that vast of night that they may work all exercise on thee. Thou shalt be pinched as thick as honeycomb, each pinch more stinging than bees that made them. I must eat my dinner.
10: This island's mine, by Sycorax my mother, which thou takest from me. When thou camest first, Thou strokest me, and madest much of me, wouldst give me water with berries in it, And teach me how to name the bigger light, And how the less that burn by day and night. And then I loved thee, and showed thee All the qualities of the isle, The fresh springs, brine pits, Barren place and fertile, Cursed be I that did so! Oh, the charms of sycorax, toads, beetles, bats, Light on you! For I am all the subjects that you have, which first was mine own king. And here you sty me in this hovel, whilst you do keep me from the rest of the island.
8: Thou most lying churl, whom stripes may move, not kindness. I have used thee filth as thou art with human care, and lodged thee in mine own cell till thou didst seek to violate the honor of my
2: child.
10: Oh, ho, ho, would it had been done! Thou didst prevent me. I had peopled else this isle with Caliban.
8: I pitied thee, took pains to make thee speak, taught thee each hour one thing or other. When thou didst not savage know thine own meaning, but wouldst gabble like a thing most brutish, I endowed thy purposes with words that made them known. But thy vile race, though thou didst learn, had that in it which good natures could not abide to be with. Therefore wast thou deservedly confined into this rock, who hadst deserved more than a prison.
10: You taught me language, and my prophet aunt is, I know how to curse. The red plague rid you for learning me your language.
8: Oh hexet hence Fetch us in fuel and be quick. Thou art best to answer other business. Shrucks thou, Malice? If thou neglect'st or dost unwillingly what I command, I'll rack thee with old cramps, fill all thy bones with aches, make thee roar, that beast shall tremble at thy din.
1: No, pray thee. Caliban stumbles away from Prospera, utters under his breath, I must obey. Her art is of such
10: power, it would control my dam's god Cetibus
1: and make a vassal of him.
8: So, beast,
1: hence. Caliban exits, forlornly, as Ariel re-enters, playing and singing, with Ferdinand following behind. She is singing to draw him, unknowingly to draw him like a siren. He can't quite tell where the singing is coming from.
9: Come unto these the while you have and kissed though
6: Where should this music be, in the air or the earth? It sounds no more, and sure it waits upon some god of the island. Sitting on a bank, weeping again the king of my father's wreck, this music crept by me upon the waters, allaying both their fury and my passion with its sweet air. Thence I have followed it, or it hath drawn me, rather. But tis gone.
9: Full oh, fathom five thy father lies.
6: No, it begins again.
9: Of his bones are coral made, those are pearls that were his eyes, nothing of him that But doth suffer usy change into something rich and strange see.
6: song does remember my drowned father. This is no mortal business, nor no sound that the earth owes. I hear it now, above me.
1: Prospera and Miranda observe the confused Ferdinand.
8: The fringed curtains of thine eye advance, and say what thou seest yond.
7: What is it? A spirit? Lord, how it looks about! Believe me, mother, it carries a brave form, but tis a
8: spirit. No wench, it eats and sleeps, and has such senses as we have. This gallant which thou seest was in the wreck, and, but he's something stained with grief, thou mightst call him a goodly person. He hath lost his fellows, and strays about to find them. I
7: might call him a thing fine, for nothing natural I ever saw so
8: noble.
1: Miranda ventures towards Ferdinand, while Prospera comments to herself.
8: It goes on, I see, as my soul prompts it. Ariel, fine spirit, I'll free thee within two days for this.
6: You wonder. Most sure, the goddess on whom these heirs attend. Vouchsafe my prayer may know if you remain upon this island, and that you will some good instruction give how I may bear me here. My prime request, which I do last pronounce, is, oh, you wonder, if you be made or no.
7: No wonder, sir, but certainly a maid.
6: My language, heavens, I am the best of them that speak this speech, were I but where it is spoken.
8: How, the best? What wert thou if the king of
6: Naples heard thee? A single thing, as I am now, that wonders to hear thee speak of Naples. He does hear me, and that he does, I weep. Myself am Naples, who with mine eyes, never since it ebb, beheld the king my father wrecked.
7: Alack for mercy.
6: Yes, faith, and all his lords, the duke of Milan, and his brave son being twain.
1: Prospera revels in her accomplishment and says to herself,
8: At the first sight they have changed eyes. Delicate, Ariel, I'll set thee free for this. A word, good sir. I fear you have done yourself some wrong. A word? Why speaks my mother so ungently? This is
7: the second man that e'er I saw, the first that e'er I sighed for. Pity move my mother to be inclined my way.
6: Oh, if a virgin and your affection not gone forth, I'll make you the queen of Naples.
8: Soft, sir, one word more. I charge thee that thou attend me. Thou dost here usurp the name thou owest not, and hast put thyself upon this island as a spy to win it from me, the lady on it. No, There's as I nothing am a man. ill
7: can dwell in such a temple. If the ill spirit have so fair a house, good things will strive to dwell with it.
8: Follow me. Speak not you for him. He is a traitor. Come, I'll manacle thy neck and feet together. Sea water shalt thou drink. Thy food shall be the fresh brook mussels, Withered roots and husks wherein the acorn cradled.
6: Follow. No, I will resist such entertainment till mine enemy has more power.
1: Ferdinand draws his weapon to protect himself, and Prospera charms him. To keep him from moving, Miranda tries to intervene. Oh, dear mother,
7: make not too rash a trial of him, for he's gentle and not fearful.
8: What? I say, my foot, my tutor? Put thy sword up, traitor, who makest a show but darest not strike. Thy conscience is so possessed with guilt. Come from thy ward, for I can here disarm thee with a stick and make thy Beseech weapon dry. Mother. Get thee hence. Hang not on Madam my garment. I'll be his surety. Silence. One word more shall make me chide thee, if not hate thee. What? An advocate for an impostor? Hush. Thou thinks there's no more such shapes as he, having seen but him and Caliban. Foolish child. To the most of men this is a caliban, and they to him the are affections angels. are
7: then most humble. I have no ambition to see a goodlier man.
8: Come on, gentlemen, obey. Thy nerves are in their infancy again, and have no vigor in them.
6: So they are. My spirits, as in a dream, are all bound up. My father's loss, The weakness which I feel, the wreck of all my friends, nor this woman's threats, to whom I am subdued, are but light to me. (sighs) Might I but through my prison once a day behold this maid? All corners else of the earth let liberty make use of. Space enough have I in such a prison. Come then, sir. Thou hast done well, fine Ariel.
8: Be of
7: comfort, sir. My mother's of a better nature, sir, than she appears by speech. This is unwanted, which now came
8: from her. Ariel, hark what thou else shalt do me. Thou shalt be free as mountain winds, but then exactly do all points of my command.
1: Come, follow. Act Two, Scene One. Elsewhere, on another part of the island, Alonso, the king of Naples, Sebastian, the brother of the king, Antonio, the duke of Milan, and Prospero's brother, old Lord Gonzalo and Lady Adriana all take stock of what has occurred.
3: Beseech you, sir. Be merry. You have cause, so have we all, a joy, for our escape is much beyond our loss. Our hint of woe is common. Every day, some sailor's wife, the masters of some merchant, and the merchant have just our theme of woe. But for the miracle, I mean our preservation, few in millions can speak like us. Then, wisely, good sir, weigh our sorrow with our comfort. Pretty peace.
4: He receives comfort like cold porridge. The visitor will not give him over so. Look, he's winding up the watch of his wit. By and by, it will strike. Sir. One. tell.
3: When every grief is entertained that's offered comes to the entertainer...
4: A dollar.
3: Dollar comes to him indeed. You have spoken truer than you purposed. You have taken it wiser
5: than I meant you should. Therefore... My lord. ay, what a spendthrift is he of his tongue. I prithee spare. Well, I have done. But yet.
4: It will be talking.
5: Which of he or Adriana for a good wager first begins to crow. The old cock. The lady. Done. Wager?
11: A jest. A laugh. A match. (laughs) Though this island seemed to be desert, (laughs)
4: <laughs> so your pain...
11: Uninhabitable and almost inaccessible. Yet... Yet...
5: She could not miss it.
11: It must needs be of subtle, tender, and delicate temperance.
4: Temperance was a delicate wench. Ah, and as subtle as she mostly learned in
11: The air breathes upon us here most sweetly.
4: As if it had lungs and rotten ones. Or as twere perfumed by a fen. Here is
5: everything advantageous to life. True, save means to live. Of that there's none or little. How lush and lusty the grass looks! How green! The ground indeed is tawny. With an
4: eye of green in it. <laughs> he misses not much. No, but he doth mistake the truth totally. But the rarity of it is, which
3: is indeed almost beyond credit... As many vouched rarities are... ...that our garments, being as they were drenched in the sea, hold notwithstanding their freshness and glosses, being rather new dyed and stained with salt water. If but one of his pockets could speak, would it not say he lies?
4: Aye, or very falsely pocket up his report. Methinks our
3: garments are now as fresh as when we would put them on first in Africa. At the marriage of the king's fair daughter Claribel to the king of Tunis.
4: It was a sweet marriage, and we prosper well in our return.
11: Tunis was never graced before with such a paragon for their queen.
3: Not since Widow Dido's time.
5: Widow? <laughs> What's on that?
4: How came that widow in? Widow Dido? What if he had said Widow were Aeneas too? Good lord, how you take it?
11: Widow Dido, said you, (laughs) you make me a study of that. She was of Carthage, not of Tunis.
3: This Tunis, lady, was Carthage.
11: Carthage?
3: I assure you, Carthage.
4: His word is more than the miraculous heart. He hath raised the wall in houses too. What impossible matter will he make easy next? I think he will carry this island home in his pocket and give it his son for an apple. And so in the kernels of it in the sea, bring forth more islands.
5: <laughs> Aye. Why, in good time. Sir, we were talking
3: that our garments seem now as fresh as when we were at, at the marriage of your daughter,
5: who is now queen. And the rarest that ever came there. But I beseech you, Widow Dido. Oh, Widow Tido, I am Widow Tido.
3: <laughs> is not, sir, my doublet as fresh as the first day I wore it? I mean, in a sort?
5: That sort was well fished for.
3: <laughs> when I wore it at your daughter's marriage? You crammed these words
5: into mine ears against the stomach of my sense. Would I had never married my daughter there? For coming thence, my son is lost, and... In my rate she too, who is so far from Italy removed, I ne'er again shall see her. O oh, thou, mine heir of Naples and of Milan, what strange fish hath made his meal on thee?
11: Sir, he may live. I saw him beat the surges under him and ride upon their backs. He trod the water, whose enmity he flung aside, and breasted the surge most swollen than met him. His bold head, above the contentious waves, he kept and oared himself with his good arms, unless he stroke to the shore that o'er oh, his wave worn basis bowed, as stooping to relieve him. I not doubt he came alive to land.
5: Ah, no, no, he's gone,
4: sir. You may thank yourself for this great loss that would not bless our Europe with your daughter, but rather lose her to an African, where she at least is banished from your eye, who hath cause to whet the grief on it. Prithee peace! You were kneeled to and importuned otherwise by all of us, and the fair soul herself weighed between loathness and obedience at which end of the beam should bow. We have lost your son, I fear, forever. Milan and Naples have more widows in them of this business-making than we bring men to comfort them. For the faults your own. So
5: is the dearest of the loss. My lord Sebastian!
3: The truth you speak, death, lacks some gentleness and time to speak it in. You rubble the sore when you should bring the plaster. Very well. And most surgeonly. It is foul weather in us all, good sir, when you are cloudy. Foul weather? Very foul. Had I plantation of its isle, my lord, he'd sow it with weeds. Or docks,
4: or mallows. And were the king, what would I do? Scape being drunk for want of wine. And a
3: commonwealth. I would by contraries execute all things or no kind of traffic would I admit. No name of magistrate. Letters should not be known. Riches, poverty, and use of service, none. Contract, succession, born, bound of land, vineyard, none. No use of metal, corn, or wine, or oil. No occupation, all men idle, all, and women too but innocent
5: and pure. No sovereignty. Yet he would be king on it. the latter end of his commonwealth forgets the beginning. All things in common
3: nature should produce without sweat or endeavor. Treason, felony, sword, pike, knife, gun, or need of any engine would I not have. But nature should bring forth of its own kind all abundance. Feed my innocent
5: people.
4: No merry among his subjects.
5: None, man. All idle, whores and knaves. I would with such perfection govern, sir,
3: to excel the golden age. God save his
5: majesty. (laughs) Long live, Gonzalo. And, do you mark me, sir? Prithee, no more. Thou dost talk nothing to me.
3: I do well believe your highness, To minister occasion to these gentlemen who are of such sensible and nimble lungs that they always used to laugh at nothing. Twas you we laughed at. Who in this kind of merry fooling am nothing to you. So you may continue and laugh at nothing still.
4: What a blow was there given. And it had not fallen flat long.
3: You are gentlemen of brave metal. You would lift the moon out of her sphere if she would continue in it five weeks without changing.
1: Unbeknownst to our castaways, the spirit Ariel enters, invisible, playing music to entice them all to sleep.
5: Nay, good my lord, be not angry. No, I warrant you.
3: I will not adventure my discretion so weakly. Will you laugh me asleep? I am very
1: heavy.
5: Go, sleep, and hear us.
1: All fall quickly to sleep. Except Alonzo, Sebastian, and Antonio.
5: What? All so soon asleep? I wish mine eyes would, with themselves, shut up my thought.
2: I find they are inclined to do so.
4: Please you, sir, do not omit the heavy offer of it, and seldom visit sorrow one and dove. It is a comforter.
5: We too, my lord, will guard your person while you
1: take your rest and watch your safety.
5: Thank you. Wondrous heavy.
1: King Alonso keeps off to sleep quickly as Ariel slips away silently.
4: What a strange drowsiness possesses them.
1: It is the quality of the climate.
4: Why did it not then our eyelids sink? i find not myself disposed to sleep
5: nor i my spirits are nimble they fell together as by consent dropped as if by a thunder stroke. what might were they sebastian oh what might no more and yet methinks i see it in thy face but thou shouldst be the occasion speaks thee and my strong imagination
4: sees a crown dropping upon thy head what? Art thou waking? Do you not hear me speak? I do, and surely it is a sleepy language thou speak'st out of thy sleep. What is it thou didst say? This is a strange repose, to be asleep with eyes wide open. Noble Sebastian, thou let'st thy fortune sleep.
5: Die, rather. wink'st dwells. Thou art waking.
4: Thou dost snore distinctly. There's meaning in thy snores. I
5: am more serious than my custom. You must be so too, if heed me, which to do troubles thee o'er.
4: Well, I am standing water. I'll teach you how to flow. Do so, to ebb, hereditary sloth instructs me. Oh, if you but knew how you the purpose cherish,
5: whilst thus you mock it. How, in stripping it, you more invest it. Ebbing men indeed most often do so near the bottom of the run by their own fear of or sloth
4: For thee say on, the setting of thine eye and cheek proclaim a matter from thee, and a birth indeed which throws thee much to yield.
5: Thus, sir, although this Lord Gonzalo of weak remembrance who shall be of as little memory when he is earth hath here almost persuaded. For he is a spirit of persuasion only professes to persuade. The king, his son's alive, tis as impossible that he's undrowned as he that sleeps here swims.
4: I have no hope that Ferdinand lives.
5: Oh, out of that no hope, what great hope you have. No hope, that way is another way, so high a hope that even ambition cannot pierce a wink beyond. But doubt discovery there. Will you grant with me that Ferdinand is drowned? He's gone. Then tell me, who's the next heir of Naples? Whereabout? She that is queen of Tunis? She that dwells ten leagues beyond man's life? She that from Naples can have no note unless the sun were to post? the man in the moon too slow, she that from whom we all were sea-swallowed, though some cast again, and by that destiny to perform an act whereof what's past is prologue, what to come is yours and my discharge.
4: What stuff is this? How say you? Tis true, my brother's daughter's queen of Tunis, so is she heir of Naples, twixt which regions there is some space
5: space whose every cubit seems to cry out how shall that clerible measure us back in naples keep in tunis and let sebastian wake (laughs) say this were death that now hath seized them why they were no worse than they are now there can be that rule naples as well as he that sleeps lords that can prate as amply and unnecessarily as this Gonzalo, I myself could make a chuff of that deep chat. Oh, that you bore the smart mind that I do. What a sleep were this for your advancement. Do you understand me?
4: Methinks I do.
5: And how does your content tender your own good fortune?
4: I remember you did supplant your sister, Prospera. True
5: and look how well my garments sit upon me, much feeder than before. My sister's servants were then my fellows, now they are my men. But for your
4: conscience?
5: Ah, sir, where lies that? If to a canker t'would put me to my slipper, but I feel not this deity in my bosom, twenty consciences that stand twixt me and Milan, candy be they, and melter they molest. Here lies your brother, no better than the earth he lies upon, if he were that which now he's like, that's dead. Whom I, with this obedient steel, three inches of it, can lay to bed forever, whilst you, doing thus to the perpetual wink for an eye, might put this ancient morsel, this Gonzalo, who should not upbraid our course, for all the rest, take
4: suggestions as a cat laps milk. They'll tell the clock to any business that we say before the hour. Thy case, dear friend, shall be my precedent. As thou gotst Milan, I'll come by Naples. Draw thy sword. One stroke shall free them from the tribute which thou payest, and I, the king, shall love thee. Draw together.
5: When I rear my hand, do you the like to to Folleton Gonzalo?
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Merced Shakespeare Fest presents William Shakespeare's The Tempest This week's cast featured Heike Hambly as Prospera Rachel Battisti as Miranda Krista Joy Serpa as Ariel Tracy Sprague as Caliban Kyle Holman as Ferdinand David Hambly as Alonzo, Harker Hale as Sebastian, Sean Overton as Antonio, Aaron Isaacs as Adriana, Alejandro Gutierrez as Gonzalo, Gary Thomas as the Master, Colton Dennis as the Bosun, Michael Kane, Travis Blancett, and Harker Hale as the Mariners, and Karen Heidelbach as the Narrator. This production was recorded mostly live online. If you enjoyed tonight's episode, please subscribe to the channel so you can get regular updates as new episodes and future projects are released. You can find out more about Merced Shakespeare Fest and how you can support Shakespeare in the community at mercedshakespearefest.org or follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Merced Shakespeare Fest Presents is a production of the Phoenix Podcast Network. For more great Art Space podcasts, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's all for this week, but we'll see you next week as we find out what happens in Episode 2 of Merced Shakespeare Fest presents William Shakespeare's The Tempest.